Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, we've got Sharpie and Steve. Hey, Lisa. Hey. How are you? Howdy, Lisa. Howdy, Sharpie. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Fantabulous. Sounds fantastic. Spooktacular. Or fantabulous. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to be talking about Universal Orlando Resort Halloween Horror Nights 28. This is exciting. We yeah. got to do it. It's a big year. I know. It's, it gets more and more popular every year, and they add dates, and they make it longer, and more houses, and more this and that, and it's so exciting. Uh, and you either love it or you hate it. You're either like, okay, I'm turning this off right now, or you are turning up the volume. There's very little in between. Yeah. So, and I've heard the food selection is also spectacular. Really? I've heard that they do some like different food food things for, for Halloween Horror Nights. I don't know that I've heard that. And I mean, they had some different food booths, like some temporary food booths that were set up. Yeah, we were yeah, so that, busy that's, that's running from. Okay. We were so busy running from thing to thing that. Um, now was that thing one or thing two? We did yes. Yes. But so, so we did not. Um, <laughs> we did not partake in any real specialty food. We were. I mean, we got a chicken sandwich yeah, from got that a, booth. Yeah, but we got a I think that's sandwich. what he's talking about because they have the outside vendors that come in and they have the dessert booth. Well, I'm sure they, they have, have like booth. you know themed things for Halloween Horror Nights like they do at Disney with unique cupcakes and different things like so that. So what from. are you referring, Sharpie? The food booths or the I, specialty items? The, the specialty items. Oh, I didn't see any of those. But uh, I'm sure they have unique drinks and other selections of stuff. Although that's a lie because uh, we had a super special Halloween party and I do have pictures of some really awesome desserts. Um, so yeah, I might have to post those up on the page. It was crazy stuff, like a clown cake with a big ax through its head. Um, yeah. of course the spooky pumpkins, you have to have those. Um, so yeah, I think I know what you're talking about now. Um, but what I'm referring to was not a part of like in the stores and in the snack shops. Yeah. So where are the dates? Halloween Horror Nights. All right. 2018. So if you're going to go, it is going on now. It started September 14th and it is ongoing past Halloween to November 3rd. Hours are going to vary depending on what day you go. So check online. You can go to um, just do a Google search on Universal Orlando Halloween Horror Nights. And the hours are going to vary. They're both going to start at 6.30 p.m. And they will end either at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. Did I say p.m.? 6.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. Or on certain nights it does close at 2 a.m. Gosh darn it. Yeah. So we, we'll, we'll riddle the show with some tips and tricks because we did it with, with the RIP tour, which is the top tour package you can get. And then we did it again the next night. With nothing. With just our regular Halloween Horror Nights ticket. With nothing extra. So we've done it both ways and we'll give you some tips and tricks to uh, on what's a good value, how to get ahead of the lines and all that coming up. So where do you want to start? Okay. So I think we start with our first tip of the night. And that is if you're planning to do Halloween Horror Nights, it is at Universal Studios Park and... 
they're going to close the park to prepare it for the Horror Nights that'll open up at 6.30. So if you're inside the park by like 4.30, it's kind of a loose between 4 and 5. You would check with um, the cast members that are there to find out exactly what time they're thinking. But we were told as long as you're over at, was it Finnegan's? Yeah, there's a couple holding areas. So if you're on a regular Universal ticket for the day, not a Halloween Horror Nights ticket, but you're enjoying the park during the day because you have another ticket and you have a Halloween's Horror Night ticket for that night, go to the park and don't leave because then you're already in the park. So when Halloween Horror Night starts, you have a jump on the ridiculously large crowd of people that are waiting. Ridiculously, It is unbelievable the amount of people that are waiting to get into Halloween Horror Nights. And so you're already in the park. I mean, they can have. So if you're so if you're going to Universal Studios, yep, and you have a day ticket, start your day. Yep. Yeah. So and then, if yeah, if you have a day ticket, mm-hmm. go to the studios first, like that. Go go to the studios and stay there. Yeah, and do some Harry Potter, have some lunch, and then when they start escorting people out, they have these holding areas, and you show them your Halloween Horror Nights ticket, and they give you a little wristband, and then you wait there until about 5.30, 5.45, and then they let you into the, then they open the little holding area. So, it's like a corral. So you can, you can, there's a couple different ones. We did by Finnegan's, which is over by the lake, because we wanted to hit Stranger Things, uh, Poltergeist, and some other, but there's a couple other ones I've heard of that are around. So depending on which houses you want to hit and be in line for first, you would try to get to one of these holding areas in that general area. And then you can, you know, they have a little food booth set up around there usually. And some, so while you're there for an hour kind of hanging out, you can, you know, have a little snack and then they, yeah, uh, do plan on waiting about an hour um, for them to clear the park. And like we said, it's about four thirty that you need to be in that area so they can clear the park at five, I believe. Yeah. And then and, I think they let us out of there about five thirty, five forty-five. 45. Well, Okay, so it's this big area, um, and we ended up in two different rows, so to speak. And so the sooner you get there, the closer you are to, well, the sooner you'll get in. And so you've got this one massive line, and then they start a second row, and they let everyone in the first row go first, and then the second one, and then people just kind of flood in. And the first row, I would say, got in at 530. And that's a good hour ahead of everyone else. Because the gates open at 630. And we were about 10 minutes behind that because there were that many people that um, flooded. But you're just behind barricades, and then they open it up mm-hmm. and let you in. And we went straight to Stranger Things, and we were really hoping for a nice 20-minute wait. Oh, my gosh. We were there for at least an hour and a half. Well, you know that area, Sharpie, um, by the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket that is grassy, and they've got, like, the theater, the stage area? Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's where the queue line is. And it's all these back and forth queues snaking. On the, yeah, on the grass. Serpentine queue. Yeah, there's a back and forth in in front of the band stage, in front of that giant concert stage. The entire sitting area for the concerts is a queue. Yeah. So essentially it took us. It took us like an hour, half, hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, it was. And we were the first people. 90 to 100 minutes. (laughs) It was crazy. Stranger Things. And that was after you'd already waited an hour. Yes. Well, that's when we were already in in the the park. But we were that much further ahead of everyone else. 
believe it or not. But I think if I had to do it again, and Steve, you let me know what you think, I would not have done Stranger Things first. Yeah. I would have, we probably could have gotten two other houses in had we gone to the right instead of the left. Yeah. Well, you could have easily done two or three or more houses in the amount of time that we sat in the Stranger Things You simply don't know how long Stranger Things would have ended up. Well, I mean, you can see it. It was 100 minutes. Yeah, but it was up to like 2, 2.20 for a regular guest during the day. Stranger Things is the most popular. And it gets up to, it goes from 120 minutes to maybe 200 minutes, depending on how crazy it is. Um, but if you, but the other ones, when you're, if you're in the park early, they've got like a 20 minute queue. At least that's what it says on the app. So yeah, the app is very, so helpful. lesson learned that you can learn from is if you're there, I would, I would hit some of the other ones that have a lower line. And then, cause you're going to wait for stranger things, no matter what, it's going to be a huge line. Yeah. And then like he's saying, you could get lucky with a, a 20 minute line somewhere. Yeah. And, and not- now you're done because later all the lines are going to be all the lines are 45 be, to 60. Would gonna you be, say? They're going to be at least. Yeah. They're all horrendously long. So when you do the math, <laughs> you're looking at approximately a six hour event. And if you, you have lines that are one to two hours, you're going to get three to six houses in. And we ended up doing just right. two. So, so and, for- and how many houses are there total? There are 10 houses. There's 10 houses. Let me tell you what their um, theming Well, first would off, be. let's get back to, I guess, like tickets and pricing. Do you want to do that? Okay. Like what's a Halloween Horror Nights ticket run? It can be 90 to Just for general. Oh, because it's based on date. Right. It is date specific. So anywhere from 90 to 110 per person to get in Halloween I'm Horror Nights. I'm guessing on that. I'd have to oh, okay. look it up. Um. You keep going. I'm going to see if I can get an exact range. So we did an RIP tour the first night. And what that is, is they have, it's like a VIP tour, but they're, they of course call it an RIP. Uh, So they put together a group and you have a guide similar to like at Disney where you would have a plaid person, you know, a person dressed in plaid who is the, would take you around. um, And they have the glowing wand. Uh, and what they do is they will take you to all 10 houses and you will, if you want, I mean, you could do, or wherever you want to go, if you want to, uh, if you have a group, but, uh, you know, so our group, we did all 10 houses and they take you to the front of the line. They don't, there's no, they don't take you to a fast pass line. They go right to the front door of the house and they stop the line and they let you go in. So that is, we were looking at prices on that and the RIP. Okay. Real mm-hmm. quick, so your your general admission yep. will be anywhere from $63 plus tax to $88 plus tax. Okay. Let me see. November. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. And then the tour price. So then the RIP. So you're going to pay, say, at least $63 for your Halloween Horror Nights ticket. And so then, if you do an RIP, it's on top of the yes, Halloween Horror and it's like an added, place. then you have to, if you do the RIP, which is the most expensive tour, and we're going to go over some of the other ones that are not as, as pricey. The RIP, you can have two different versions, the private or the non-private, and they both get you pretty much the same thing, but 
with a private tour, you're paying for the entire tour. You pay for 12 people, whether you have 12 people or not, but you get to do what you want when you want. Yep. Um, this is also going to include um, a My Universal photo, three-day photo package, which is nice. Okay. If you want just the open RIP tour, and this means that they'll put 12 people together into a tour and it could be, you're going to be mixed up with strangers. You're still going to do all 10 houses. You'll do all five zones, scare zones, and you get uh, parking for a vehicle. You get the, the lanyard, which is good. You look fancy. Um, you get a reception at Cafe La Bamba. Just like any VIP tour, you're going to get the meal included as well. And um, you'll get reserved seating at the show, which we'll talk about a little later. There are special bars all over the place. Um, and they're private access. They're for VIP only or RIP. You do have to pay, but you do have privileged access to those. You also are going to have the Universal Unlimited Express if you choose to ride the rides. and. Honestly, when you do the RIP, you're going to get it done in four hours, maybe. Yeah. So you're going to have time for rides. You're going to get everything, the show, the 10 houses and the five scare zones in those four or so hours. And so what's the difference between a, a, the houses and a scare zone? What, what, what is a scare zone? So Sharpie, what was your question? The difference between oh, the, the, the different houses, houses and the scare zones. Okay. So the houses are sound stages that have been created, um, conceived by either intellectual property of universals like Carnival Graveyard, or they're going to be from movies like Trick or Treat or um, Poltergeist. They had Poltergeist this year. So the basic thing is uh, uh, the houses are like haunted houses, but they call them houses. And right. then the scare zones are when you just walk around Universal Park and you're walking down the street, they might theme one of the streets or the areas outside that you're walking through into a scare zone. I would say that um, the houses take five to 10 minutes to go through. Depending on the house, they are different sizes. They, they have different levels of intensity. Some of them have interactive buttons that you can push. So look for those. Yeah, that's new this year. Mm -hmm. And um, with the scare zones, I don't, I think there are some things that if you wanted to go ride Gringotts, there's no avoiding a scare zone. You have to go through one. Yeah. I mean, they're, so they, they make it so you kind of have to go through them. Yeah. And they're, they're fun. Well, they, they've got different themes to those scare zones as well. Yeah. They've got revenge of Chucky and this is where they have, different toys brought to life, but they're like gruesome and um, very, I mean, the makeup and the effects and the people that do this are so into character and they want to scare you. They're not allowed to touch you, just so you know. Um, they will come get in your face, but they are not allowed to touch you. And in reciprocation, you're not supposed to touch them unless you'd like to exit the park pretty quickly. Um, then they have this area called killer clowns from outer space. And these are like big dopey, uh, almost like blow up. They're more comic. Out. They're scary, but, but they, because they're clowns, but they act cause they look like scary clowns, but they, um, they're more comical. They're more comic relief. Um, 
like there's one walking a, a balloon animal on a leash. Um, and they, you know, they have an ice cream truck as a space saucer ship or something. And it's, it's more fun and the kids, but they are definitely scary, but they don't come after you. No. Well, they will follow you or yeah. they'll try and startle you, but they aren't going to yeah, they're not, touch you. They're not chasing you with chainsaws. They're not going to overdo it. That's the bottom line. There's another scare zone called The Harvest, which is kind of Thanksgiving pumpkin themed, as the title indicates. There's some creepy characters in there. Yeah, that was a little creepy. That was really well done with all those jack-o'-lanterns in the trees. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing when you come into the park on the main entrance. Yeah, the main entrance kind is Kind of a somewhere. Halloween-y, Thanksgiving pumpkin-y theme. Yep. They also have Vamp 85, which takes you back into the 80s. It's New Year's Eve going from 84 to 85. And all these music singers, like mm-hmm. Prince is there yep. and Madonna. And you've got Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. The Beastie Boys. So you've got all these maimed versions of these they do like a, music stars. Yeah, and they have the glass ball counting down for New Year's yeah, they Eve. they do the drop. And they have all the college kids at the New Year's Eve party with all their noisemakers and they're all been killed. Yeah. Um, and then after they do the show and the ball hits, they all jump into the audience and start and going start, after people. Yeah. Stalking people. <laughs> and then there's twisted traditions. I like the, um, over in Springfield by the Simpsons. Um, they have the chainsaws. So do you want to talk about the houses real quick? A little more. I'll go. I, I don't want to talk about too much of the detail. So, so our thing, so I guess our tip is first, my first tip is don't go with just a Halloween Horror Nights night or Halloween Horror Nights ticket because unless you want to do two, possibly three houses and hang out with your friends and eat and drink, then, then you could do that. But the lines take the lines are like lines you have never seen anywhere. They, they're they amazingly creative, too. They go through parking lots behind stage. They go around, up, down. I mean, they're all, a lot of them are backstage, and they're just ropes and ropes and ropes of lines. And they go on, and then you're like, how much longer? They are unbelievable. Yeah. You know when you turn a corner and you think you're just about there, and <laughs> then you see another queue? You're like, are you kidding me? So there's, there's a lot of that, but all of the sound stages are backstage. So you're in a backstage area and the, yeah, and the a lot thought of them are process that they put into warehouses. The exit plan. Yeah. Some of them are warehouses. Some of them are tents that they put up backstage. Yeah. They're yeah. a bunch of different stuff. Sound stages. So you will not get your money's worth. I don't think if you just got the Halloween, I know you it's, it's more money, but that you can get an express pass, right? You can get an express pass. I say you go all in. Which is how much for the express pass? Another, instead the of the RIP. Pass, um, now, it's not the express pass you get during the day with your day ticket or that you get for staying at one of the legacy hotels. At It's a hollow, an extra, yeah, extra Halloween Horror Nights express pass that is good just for the houses on that night that you buy in addition to your Halloween Horror Nights ticket. So your express pass on top of your ticket will go anywhere from $90 to $160. So you might as well sink in. (laughs) You might as well do the RIP. 
So because I would just that's 159. go. Yeah, I would just do the RIP tour. Anyways, so you're in this thing for over two hundred dollars a person. But if you if you don't do it that way, the you will not see and everything or, or that I can I can't imagine how you would see everything unless you go on a night that the attendance is low. It is packed. Now, how many nights a week do they do this throughout the season? Okay, so that, let me pull that up because they usually take two nights off during the week. Uh, I think Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And I will find out for sure. Oh, so this is, a, this is multiple times a week. Because I know Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party over at Disney has a, a pretty limited limited set of dates. Yeah. Yeah. Let me look at it's, this. It's, it's more than, it's more than, it sounds like Halloween Horror Nights is, a, they have a lot more frequently than. Yeah. They take Mondays and Tuesdays off. So they are running it all Wednesday through Sunday in October. And I believe then you have the, um, the first, the week. first three days in November. They do end on Saturday, November 3rd. I don't have the information for September. But September's over. Yeah, I can't go back and see what's not there, but I don't think they, I thought they were running it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I, I'm not going to swear by anything on, on September. So the other thing is if you, like, I, I hate scary. I hate being scared. But I, once I did Halloween Horror Nights and I kind of understand how it works, I'm okay. I'm okay doing it. And they still scare me to death. I can't even tell you how many times. Even when we went the second night and I already had been through these houses the night before, they still got me a, a few really good times. Um, I mean, they are, and, and I am like back to back with a person in front of me, like going through these houses. Cause I don't want a lot of room to get between me and the person in front of me. <laughs> oh, he's awful in these houses. So, so, all right. So, for, so again, tip number one, if you have a, t a park ticket for the day just for Universal Studios, go to Universal Studios and then get into one of these zones so you can be in first. Mm -hmm. And then tip number two is do the RIP tour or the Express Pass for Halloween Horror Nights, which is an extra thing because the people walking in the Express last line just are walking pretty much up to the front and you're standing there for an hour or more. Okay, so Steve, the the one fifty nine, the one sixty for the RIP, um, was a starting price, and I'm looking at some of the dates that they have the RIP available, and this is not the, I mean, this is the price for private or group, um, you know, mixed group. Yep. And it starts at one sixty, and it goes up to three fifty. All right. And this is per person. On top of your entry ticket for the evening. Wow. All right. So there's no way I'm going to pay $350 plus another $70, $60, well, so it's like $410 a person. So my suggestion would be if you can get the RIP for $159 on the night you're going, I would get that. If you can't get the RIP for $159, I would get the Express Pass for Halloween Horror Nights. Um, which I'm sure will be at the top tier price. Yeah. But, As that, you can imagine, but that's a better deal. The closer you get to Halloween, yeah, the, the more expensive everything gets. And Saturdays are the most expensive, followed by Fridays. And then, yeah. and then followed by Sundays. So you, if you can go on a Wednesday or Thursday, 
farther out, you can definitely save some money. I think the Express Pass is a good option. I'm going to look back on those real quick. We had the Express Pass starting at 79, and what did we say that went up to? I thought it was about 129, but we will pull it up just to double check. Yeah. So the standard Express Pass is... Goes up to the 160. Yeah, so it goes anywhere from... 89, no, 79 is the cheapest. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, you do have 79 on November 1st. Yeah, so there's a couple sporadic dates where it's, you know, $79 for the Express Pass, and then you're basically up to 150 or $160. You know what's funny? Because Halloween falls on a Wednesday. It's $100 on Halloween to get the um, Express Pass for the night. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so minimum thing, get a ticket and an express pass and save yourself a lot of time. It's kind of an all-in. It really is. Because you don't, I I felt for the Halloween Horror Night ticket when we did that on its own, I felt like it was not worth the, the money I paid, that I should have paid more to, to do more. Because we just spent, with our two kids, we spent so much time in line, um, that it, and it was very hot at night. Even at night, it was pretty hot in, in, in September. Um, so they tired out pretty quickly. Um, the other thing we did with our kids is we did the date and this is something you, you don't have to do, but cause there are no kids there. I mean, we had the only two kids that night and we knew that we were going to have the only two kids because we kind of, but so Brooke went and Brooke is eight and then Amber is 13 and I think the youngest people there are maybe older teenagers. I mean, there were not a lot of young kids in, in I mean, like, previous years. I, I haven't I've seen, seen 10 year olds. Well, there was, one there or were two, like but, no young kids. Yeah. This is I mean, not, it's not an event, event for, for kids, but we had our kids. Brooke at eight loves scary. I mean, like ridiculously loves scary. Amber at 13, I thought, okay, she'll do okay. Well, she's been asking to go she was, to the haunted houses locally. So we took them on a tour where you get to see the three houses during the day. It's more like a behind the scenes. What do they call it? Behind the screens. Behind the screams tour. Um, so you get to see three houses during the day and they tell you the history and how they built them, which is really not for kids either. But we, we took them because the idea was, is they could actually walk through them see how they're put together, see where the characters are to scare them. Uh, and then that way they could ease into it a little better. Okay. Before we get too far into the tour, I just wanted to name the houses real quick. Again, we went through the scare zones and then the houses are themed after TV shows, movies, or their own uh, universal creative. So you have Stranger Things, which is a Netflix series. That's their most popular. It's going to have your longest line. For the most part, there's always an exception. And um, it helps if you do a little research on these themes so you know what you're seeing and why it's scary. And what is this creature that's coming after me type of thing, or, you know, scaring me. They have Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. And what I love... I didn't think this was the best house, but I loved that they had poltergeist because that's, that's me left and right. I love poltergeist. I can 
say many of the lines. It was just part of my childhood. They also have Carnival Graveyard, Rust in Pieces. The premise behind this is carnies that are protecting a carnival graveyard from intruders and, and trespassers. And they ha- they do have some trespassers on display, and they did not treat these trespassers nicely. The Horrors of Bloomhouse, or is it Blum? I'm not familiar with it. But anyway, um, that one, I don't even remember it. So I'm not very good on that one. Trick or Treat is that little guy that has rules for Halloween. And when you break the rules of Halloween, you're punished. Uh, He's the creepy guy. Dead Exposure Patient Zero. That was scary. Yeah. Dead Exposure Patient Zero. is. There's not a lot to see, but there's a lot of dark and strobe areas that are. It's very spooky and scary. Very scary. I like that. That one is very well done. That's kind of a zombie apocalypse type scenario. Uh, Another one is Scary Tales, Deadly Ever After. This, you walk into this grand room with the Wicked Witch and the Wicked Witch of the West, and she's cursed the land of the fairies. And then they put these twists on the stories that we know. And so you're going to recognize a lot of the characters. Little Miss Muffet, you've got three little pigs, you've got the three bears and Goldilocks. Yeah, you've got all the all your childhood fairy tales, but they're they're uh, they're twisted. They're, yeah, they're a little twisted. They're very up. disturbing. <laughs> um, that one I thought was good. Well, and that one has because it was the sense so wrong. Yeah, and that one has smells. Yeah, that one did have smells. So did um, Trick or Treat. I remember that one oh, too. Oh yeah. Um, so they're trying to incorporate all of your senses into this. Another one of our favorites was Seeds of Extinction. Oh, that was scary. Yes. Um, so humanity is wiped out by a, a meteor in Phoenix, and and somehow the plants get contaminated, and they become carnivorous. Sharpie, the scariest thing about that one is it's so... No, 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 you can't. It's what? Well, you can't give anything away. It's scary. It's scary. Is that all I can say? Oh my gosh. And it's not even that it's. It's very well done. Yeah. But some people, I don't know. You'll have to see it. Yeah. We took Brooke through that one who was eight. She was fine. Amber Bale. So here's the quick story. We (laughs) took Amber and Brooke into, um, what is it? Stranger Things. And then during the day, and then we took them on their first thing, Stranger Things with the lights off, so they could see the exact same thing. And Amber had seen a couple of episodes. Yeah, and I she haven't. Familiar. I mean, neither of us have watched Stranger Things on Netflix, but it's supposed to be phenomenal, so we need to start watching it. So it's it's the season one, and it's basically the whole movie, and they've got all the different scenes from season one put together. So she may, Amber at 13 makes it through the entire house, and she, she holds my hand like halfway through the house, and she wants me to hold her hand. And um, we get all the way to the end and it's over. And at the end, so if you don't want to, if you don't want a spoiler, um, alert. a spoiler, you need to, you need to stop listening for about uh, 30 seconds. So at the end of Stranger Things, there's just, you know, black pipe and drape and you're, you know, and then the door. So, so you get to the end and they have three different characters or whatever they call them. 
So they're and in Stranger Things, they're like the monster is like a Venus flytrap, full size, you know, monster. So you're just somehow they're all you see is the black drape, and then this strobe, this giant light, and this giant screaming monster just appears like three inches from you. And then if you missed that one, <laughs> there's one that about three seconds later appears to your left, and then there's another one that appears like right in front of you. And so, oh my God, she was, she like threw her hands up and she's like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> she just, you don't do a good Amber. It was, oh, she was so scared. I had never, I was scared, but I had never seen. And then she wouldn't do any more. Yeah, that was it. She didn't want to do any more. She was done. Like she made it all the way to the end. And then it was so scary at the end that she was done and she would not do any more. And then Brooke, who was only eight, she's like, okay, I want to do more. And then we took her to the seeds of extension, which is what we thought was the other, the scariest one. And she managed to do that. Oof. but, but we did two houses. That was it. We did two houses With and we the, read, um, transformers. Yeah. And we wrote Transformers and Gringotts Bank and because they, they didn't want to do the houses anymore and we kind of took it easy and, and then, uh, yeah, and then when left. one person doesn't want to do the houses, it does kind of ruin it. I mean, for us, we we're a family of four, so, uh, we were pretty much done with the houses at that point, but we, they do have technical difficulties. We were in line for Seeds of Extinction and no, uh, Dead Exposure and they had problems and they said, you know, give us a few minutes. We'll check back with you. And then they said, we don't know when we're going to be back up. And so we already invested a good deal of time into that line. And then we were forced to go to another one. And it's, it's a gamble. It's yeah. like when a ride goes down. Yeah. And there's and no, uh, they don't, they don't hand out fast passes to everybody when the ride goes no. down. So you're, you, if you've been in line for 90 minutes and then you, they say it's going to be, you know, and then they clear the line out or, or whatever, you're, you're out of luck. And then you're in another line for 70 minutes or whatever. So, so uh, that, that can eat up some time if you get unlucky. Okay. But, um, Real quick. The last mm -hmm. house, number 10 is Slaughter Cinema. And that is the premise behind that is a local drive-in. Um, yeah. With different the, movie clips. The, the theme here or the slogan is where you don't just catch a movie, the movie catches you. But it's, <laughs> when the credits roll, heads roll. So the other thing to know is um, if you do bring a little kid when you're walking through the scare zones outside, because they can't really tell in the houses, but when you're walking through the scare zones, they will pretty much with Brooke, they would not try to scare her. It was nice because like the clowns would high five her, um, even the skeletons that once they see it's this cute little blonde girl, they go from scaring to a fist pump. They're like, hey, what's up? I'm friendly. Look, you can touch me type of thing. Or they'll come and talk to them if it's a character that talks or, you know, they'll interact with her. Yeah, they did that with the chainsaws. And then, yeah. And, but, you know, they tried to Amber, her. who they can sense is scared if, you know, if she was not next to Brooke, you know, they would, they would go after her all day long. So they, uh, I appreciate, I mean, Brooke wanted to be scared. Yeah. And Brooke was the one who was <laughs> like all into it at eight, but, um, I think Sharpie's ready to sign up. Yeah. 
I'm all I'm all for it. It's fun. I, I think it would be so much fun. It's fun. You have Ooh, to get into the mood. New and mouse then, chat meetup. It's fun. It's a lot. Of, it's really fun. It's just pricey. Um, it is packed. I mean, I have never seen so I know many Mrs. people. Sharpie would love it. It That's is all really I can awesome. Say. Really? Oh, I am so going with her. Okay, so the other no, thing is no, you have to she see. They need adult diapers. You have to see. They, the they sell them at the door. <laughs> They're scary. Um, like before in our- we go back to the tour, I wanted to touch a couple more things. Yep. Okay. So they do have rides that are open and they've got Revenge of the Mummy. They have Transformers. They have Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. Awesome roller coaster. Fast and Furious Supercharged. Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley is open, including um, Escape from Gringotts. Yep. And but this is going to close at 11. So it does close sooner. I actually, I think all the rides close at 11. Let me look. Transformers, Fast and Furious and Diagon Alley close at 11. And the other ones seem to be open all night. And then they do have, um, Florian Fortescue's ice cream parlor. And then the beverages at the fountain at fair fortune is open. Um, so we got some drinks. That was good. And we got ice cream. So they do have rides available. Um, Wizarding World and then uh, Men in Black. So six rides. The other thing, Steve, do you want to talk about this one? Yeah, so they have a really good show. They used to have uh, Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent. Something. Yeah, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which or, or something or other. Uh, that was, a you know, this year's pop culture uh, comedy kind of routine. Comedy dance. Uh, type spoof. of yeah spoof routine. Uh, last year was the last year for that. So now they used to have this other uh, act on some of the smaller stages around the park, which is the Academy of Villains, which was on America's Got Talent. So they have the big stage, and with your RIP ticket, you get a center reserve front, seating. Yeah, reserve seating that's like dead center. Front row, right by the stage. You can see the sweat dripping off of them. Yeah, I mean, they're literally like an inch from you. I mean, because there was a plat, there's like some platforms in the in the audience, so you know they come up there every so often. So, anyways, um, the show is phenomenal. Like, if you are if you like America's Got Talent and you see some of those high energy dance groups and you're like, wow, they're great. Um, this is that plus more. They do acrobatic acts. They do. Uh, you know, I don't know, different things with, with the, well, it's not like they're on the trapeze or anything, but they're very, um, they tumble a lot. Yeah. They have the bouncing, uh, acrobatic act where they're like balancing on a Oh yeah. That was awesome. On bungee cords. Yeah. They're like jumping on two bungee cords and fighting and whatever. And they're going up and down off these bungee cords and and how they manage to stay on them is amazing. Um, a little bit of a Cirque du Soleil type feel. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a Cirque du Soleil type thing with dance, with lasers. Like 20% Cirque du Soleil and then 80% dance techno. Yeah. And it's got your high energy techno Very music. high energy. And they're amazing They dancers. were phenomenal. And then we're going to, actually, we're supposed to have one of them on the show. And I just have not been able to put it together. We I saw them in Diagon Alley the next day, um, you know, on their time off eating ice cream. And I recognized some of them and I went over and talked to them. Uh, so as you have no shame. Yeah. So they're excited to come on the show, but they, um, every time we're recording, they're performing because they're into well, full, yeah, they're a nighttime show. Yeah. They're into full blown season. So 
We're going to um, try and work that out for everyone. So make sure you can uh, schedule time to see that. And that's another thing. If you just have the regular ticket, you know, you've got so many things you want to do that your time runs out pretty quickly uh, late at night. So I would add a uh, express Halloween Horror Nights Express Pass. I think if you go with a standard ticket, you walk out feeling like you missed out on a lot. And you did, honestly, because there's so much. It's so incredible. I wish they could have it from, you know, like four till 2 a.m. or something. But and it's can't. not like it's and it's not like any of the houses are like, oh, you got to skip this one. I mean, they're all they're different. And there's some that I thought were slightly less scary, but really they're all they're all excellent. They're all very well done. Um, another thing to note is that if you are staying at one of the Universal hotels, you will you have a room key for a Universal hotel. Um, Hard Rock, Portofino, Royal Pacific, Sapphire Falls, Cabana Bay, Aventura, and then there, I mean, that's it for this year. Um, next year, they'll have two more. But if you have that room key, you do have a dedicated entrance. So look for that. And we were already in the park, so I don't know where the entrance is. But there is a dedicated entrance for those staying on property. And what was pretty cool, Sharpie, you're going to love this. So we were in line. And we saw a um, service dog in line. And the service dog, I saw her and I thought, that's got to be horrible for the dog. You know, all this noise and the jumping. And um, it was a CNI dog. And she, our, our, our IP tour guide said, oh, that's Sadie. I think, I don't know what the dog's name was. Let's call her Sadie. It's like a golden retriever, wasn't um, it? It was, um, yeah, it was. It was a golden retriever. And she is known in the parks because her owner has a Horror Nights season pass. And so she knows all the houses. And she goes through and guides her person. And it's the coolest thing. The dog loves going through the houses. Yeah, in those houses. How crazy is that? Some of so them are so loud. you can bring your service dog through. Um, they also, all of the, uh, paths going through are wheelchair compliant. They are wide enough for a wheelchair and they also will have, uh, sign language guides available, but you do need to let them know a week in advance prior to your arrival so that they can get it set up. Uh, so I love that it's so accommodating to everyone. So pretty cool stuff. Um, and then Steve, I know it was like half an hour ago that you started talking about the um, behind the screams tour. I'm just so excited about this entire event. I love it. Everyone should go. Um, but with the uh, tour, you started talking and then I went back to the houses. So let's oh, get back on course. So yeah, that. just real quick. So behind the screams, it's not going to be real quick. You do not need a daytime <laughs> a, a ticket. To the, yeah. to the park. So behind the screams is its own ticketed well, event. Say that again, because that probably slipped by even Sharpie. Yeah. So you behind the screams, like most of these, you have to have a regular park admission ticket plus something extra behind the screams. You enter through the blue man. They take you into the park for the event, which and is then, behind scenes. They don't take you into the park. That's the key. Yeah. And then they take you out of the park when it's over. So it's, <laughs> it's not in addition to your ticket. Like most things normally are. So you, you're paying your, I believe it starts at around $79. Yeah. Uh, for behind the screams, 
Uh, they and take, that's for a three hour. They have a six hour version as well. Yeah, I can't imagine the six hour. Well, but we, three hour tour. Yes, it yeah. was a three hour tour and it was a three house tour. So you can figure out the math there. So you would get to see six of the houses. On yeah. Tour. So we did three. So basically, if you love these, you know, intellectual properties of, of these haunted houses or you want to see the details or hear about how the creators of Stranger Things, uh, you know, and Universal decided to work together to create these houses and, you know, kind of the inside secrets and learn more about Stranger Things and how they, you know, incorporated different ways to scare you. Uh, and you want to see the houses with the lights on. They There's four different houses and of the four, you will get to see three of them on the, on the three hour tour. Um, but I mean, it's really for someone that loves this type of thing. I don't think I would take our kids again, even though we took our kids just to see the houses with the lights on, because, you know, it's, it's, you stand there and they talk a lot about, you know, this is the theme, this is this. And then you they talk about all this, the scenery and yeah. And the, and the, the story behind the haunted house and how it was created and who created it and, you know, in-depth details like that, that are not to, really meant for kids. Yeah. And you get to walk where the scaricatures, uh, or the, yeah, the scaricatures where they walk. Um, so you're behind the scenes, seeing where they hide. And well, yeah, and you get like to, that. when you walk into the house, you get to see the structure from. So it's, it's more about the making of yeah. Halloween Horror Nights, not a tour of like the active houses. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nobody there. The lights are on um, and you get to see how they're put together. You get to see. Um, you see a lot more than you like. We, we did the, our RIP first and then the next day we did our lights on. Yeah. So we did the scary part. Then it's like, wait, I didn't even see, I didn't even see little Miss Muffet. Well, the other thing is um, similar to Disney's attractions. These, uh, houses have ridiculous amount of detail. Like when you go into Stranger Things and you go into one of the characters' bedrooms and he plays Dungeons and Dragons, he has the game there with all the little pieces. There's an E.T. doll on one of the bookshelves on the very bottom. I mean, there's a ton of detail. But when you go through that house at night and it's dark and you're going through there in about, I don't know, five seconds, that room you basically remember there was a bed and some wallpaper and something something scared me. I mean, but so there is, you know, the books have funny titles from some of the people that have kind of like the windows on main street to the Imagineers. Yeah. So they, the artists put little things in, there's tons of little nods to leave their thumb. Yeah. Of to pass attractions or, or to the intellectual property. There is a ton of detail that you would never see ever sharpie would like this okay so sharpie um of course when they build these these houses they're in studios and when they build the studios they have to file permits they have to submit those and what they used to do is submit the permit with the real name of the house and so that kind of spoils it because now everyone know you know you it's public information you can look it up you can say hey they're they've filed a permit to build um, trick or treat or stranger things. So instead of filing a permit for stranger things, they come up with code names for the permits. And that way it kind of keeps things in suspense for the, 
um, for the guests, but it also keeps them um, uncommitted in case something does happen and the whole house kind of falls through or the idea, the concept, whatever. And um, so like Stranger Things has a code word or code name and that's Fireball, which is kind of cool. So when they talk about Fireball, they're talking Stranger Things. Um, I, it it well, was interesting and, to and me. And some of them were slight nods if you were a super you might be able to figure out i thought on some of them like fireball was maybe a reference to something in season one or something to do with dungeons and dragons or something to, to that effect but it, but you would have to really you know it, it doesn't give you the exact thing but you might be able to put some things together yeah um what else you to be one of the characters well, you're on set for 45 minutes and then you're off for 45 so you get a break which is nice and so you'll see them kind of exit and enter and they're in these dark cloaks, which is spooky enough. I love how they don't just walk around, but they cover up their costumes and their heads and they're in these cloaks. So it's very mysterious, but you have to be 18 to be a character. And what's cool is like with Stranger Things, it's all about teenage boys. And so you can't have teenagers working after 11 p.m., so they get little petite girls to play the 12 year old boys and, you know, with the wigs and baseball caps, whatever. So it's, it's kind of cool to see how they do that. Um, you go through stranger things and there's lots of forests and tree trunks and they use the mirrors to make it look bigger and, um, and deeper. And with the lights on, you realize that the tree trunks are actually made of carpet rolls, you know, like the core of a carpet roll. And, um, but they also throw in some real trees that are dead. And so it's a mix of fake and real. Um, oh, and then we were going through uh, Stranger Things. And then there's one room where there's an isolation tank. And then there's a control panel just next to the isolation tank. And I'm thinking Sharpie's going to like this one too, mm -hmm. because the control panel is actually from the old Murder She Wrote attraction. Oh, it was like the so they reuse things. It was the control panel to run the show, and then now that that show they don't you know to turn the lights on and the audio and whatever. So now it's a control panel in this haunted house room. Yep. Um, you know, and it's all junked up and. Gooped. And gooped up with whatever, but instead of throwing it away. Yep. Um, but the carnival one that we saw was next. And that one, every room has a meaning and you're supposed to figure out what's going on here. And this is where all the carnies go to die, like I, I said earlier. Um, and it's funny because there's an underlying theme that theme parks killed carnivals. And of course, you're in a theme park and you're a theme park goer. You're visiting this carnival graveyard. You're trespassing. You've got a lot of strikes against you. So you may not come out alive, which is kind of spooky. Um, let's see. Oh, what's neat also is we talked about you're not allowed to touch the, char the characters. Um, they all have an escape route. So if they ever get in harm's way, they have a way to get out. Like if someone, you have a reaction, it's fight or flight. And if someone decides that fight is their reaction, 
you don't want that character to get hurt. They're just doing their job. And so they, they take great lengths to protect their characters. And I like that. That's good. Um, they have these guest activated triggers through the different rides or uh, houses, excuse me. And there are several in the carnival ones. So look for them. They're red buttons. They're obvious. They're just screaming, touch me, touch me, press me. And when you do, something will happen. Yeah, I would not press them. <laughs> so oh, why th- wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you press them, Steve? My tip. Steve, come on, I'm they're gonna, fun. I'm not going to tell push you. Them. Don't push the button. Push the button. Don't push the button. You already paid a hundred and paid eighty eighty bucks to get in there and another whatever for the, the other ticket. Don't push the button. Press the button. Yeah. Don't okay, so there's another code name. The one for the carnival. Um, carnival one is ragtag. The carnival one's kind of cool because it's all, they've got all this old carnival ride stuff, you know, where they've gone and collected all this cool old bumper cars and old carnival signs and, and it's done up really well. Do you remember why it's coded ragtag? I forget. Really? Because they were playing the song over behind that car with those, uh, 50 gallon jump drums hanging on the ceiling. And that was, um... Was it Restless Lee and the, and the ragtags? Oh, yeah. So, like, some of the, like, even the music that in the carnival is, is all themed and, and created by Universal Studios for the haunted house. Okay. So, I think this, I didn't realize this the night that we went through it in the dark, Sharpie. But when we went through in the light, you kind of looked at this and there's this love shack. And you have Elma and Chester. Everyone has a name too, which is cool. Everyone has a name. And they're in the love shack. And Steve probably doesn't want to listen to Yeah, there's like a love, yeah, it's like a love tunnel. Well, it's a love shack. Yeah, but it's a love shack because they couldn't do boats. Okay, so there's this couple. Oh, that's awful. And you see this couple in the background and they've got like shards of glass and they're all bloody and they're, they're just pretty messed up. But then there's these two live characters, Elma. Um, and Chester, well, they, it's, it's kind of a, a face-off situation. They stole the faces off well, the two people in the back. They're cannibals. They're cannibals. Yeah. And they're wearing the faces. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. And then. That's I, really creepy. And it was it, horrible, and Sharpie. And then they're like making out because they're in the love shack when yes. you walk by. So you've got these killers these um yeah, it was, cannibals it was that gross. are wearing the faces and having some love scene and yeah. that is disturbing the problem is when i walk through a lot of these is i do this thing where i just i don't look left or right or up or down i just look you try not to i just look straight and i don't let because i know you just shuffle your feet i just shuffle my feet and i look straight ahead and i don't i miss a lot of the detail <laughs> And so, but they still get you because they have these things that jump out at you right in front of you at eye level, no matter what height you are. No matter what your eye level is. Yeah. And then when you're so focused on this narrow field of just looking straight ahead because I don't want to see what's going to get me on the sides. Um, anyway. Okay. Can we just kind of, I have a couple of details from Scary Tales. All right. Then wrap them up. Yes. Okay, so Scary Tales, as you remember, was the one that started with the Wicked Witch who has kind of cursed all the fairy tales that we've known and loved our whole lives. 
and there's a great twist on them. And you need to look for the nods to some of the other fairy tales that aren't even mentioned. You'll notice when you go into the very first area hallway, there's some blue and white gingham. Sharpie, who's that? Dorothy? Mm-hmm. So you start off by seeing the, the Wicked Witch, and she actually swings out at you, which is And then you see a, a nod to Dorothy and, uh, and her ripped dress. Um, so we're going to the other side of the rainbow. Um, there's lots of smells. There's candy. There's apple. There's bacon. Um, you can figure that one out. Um, it, it's just incredible. Um, oh, and then there's a code name. Poison is the name on this one. Um, the hair room is Rapunzel. And again, to go with the, the twist, the hair takes over the room and it kills whatever it can. So um, Flynn Rider is strung up by the hair and just everyone, the hair takes over and it's not pretty. Um, so it's, it's fun. They have stuff in your face or sif. So they have um, like these freezer panels. Like if you walk into a, a freezer at a restaurant, they have those plastic drapes or whatever, the panels that come down. Um, you go through a lot of those. You go through chains. You go through strings. And it's all supposed to be creepiness. Um, but this stuff in your face is also going to make you slow down your progress. It's going to cause anxiety because it causes a separation. Um, it helps obstruct your view. They're so creative with what they do here. It, it creates this fear of the unknown because you don't know what's ahead. And it also separates the noise between one room and another. Uh, just overall creepiness. I'm just going to give you another spoiler alert that Goldilocks wins against those bears in the end. Let me tell you. In a big way? In a big way, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm very excited because they do such a good job. It's, and they work on this all year round. They'll, it's, it's nonstop. They're already planning next year's. They're trying to figure out what rooms and, and themes they're going to do. Yeah. And it's, it's a full-time job for the entire crew that does this. Yeah, and also the traffic to get in there on Halloween Horror Nights is amazing. So Bad amazing. It's crazy. So, I mean, it is so popular. I would, if you can, stay on property so you can get in, you can do the thing, you can go back to your hotel, you can sleep and take it and not try to drive there. Deal Don't with, drive. The parking is unbelievable unless you got, I, you would have to get there. I mean, th those roads are so jammed. Because we took, we were at Cabana Bay and we took the bus from Cabana Bay uh, over. Because that's your option. And the, the, all the roads were just, you couldn't move through the light. So we, it took us probably. We had to cut some people off. We probably took that bus just to go from Cabana Bay to the uh, drop off point, maybe 45 minutes. I was thinking 45 minutes. And it's just down. I was the, panicked that we were going to be late. And we were just down the street. So. Uh, but if you were at one of the, um, the four 
that yeah. have a the, boat. the boat. If you're at the Sapphire Falls, Royal Pacific, Hard Rock, or Portofino, yeah. the boat is going to take you directly into City Walk. You don't have to worry about security. Yeah, that would be the best way to go. To City Walk entrance, and you can also walk on that path, and you don't have traffic. Traffic was crazy. So, stay at Hard Rock. Just stay at Hard Rock. Walk. You're good. So yeah. So it's a lot of fun. So I would definitely do Halloween Horror Nights. It's going to get more and more popular as it goes on. Get the ticket. Get the extra ticket. Hey, uh, Sharpie. If you had to pick... Okay, so they don't repeat uh, a movie or a, a whole theme or house, except they did that once. What do you think was the one they repeated? I mean, they tweaked it a little, but there was one repeat in the 28 years that they've been doing this. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to say Exorcist. Nope. They did do that one two years ago. Um, this was in the early years and they did American Werewolf in London twice. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, and I, I thought they, I thought the Bill and Ted's thing had been. Oh yeah. That show is a yearly show. Yeah. That's a stage show, but yes, that. Oh, oh it was a stage show. Yeah. So yeah, that's, sure. that stage show is, um been going on until last year every year yeah. at least that i know of. but yeah that was a good show well the, it was a very interesting show it's definitely geared at the 20 and 30 somethings well and so was the the event okay yeah <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone uh so yeah but i i'm still just so excited about it i was honored that i got to experience it the way we did um it's <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's all just so much fun. Very fun. And then the bars, like Lisa said, and then we'll wrap up. Um, like she said, so the other thing with the RIP, if you if you can get it for the cheaper price of one fifty nine or somewhere around there. I mean, uh, hey, if you want to pay three fifty, go for yeah, it. Someone yeah, does. Yeah, they have those prices for uh, a reason. Yeah. So, or, or if you're if you're spending some money, um. Yeah, the, I mean, the bars are nice because you don't have to wait in line. So they have, if you want to stop, there's, you know, some scheduled bathroom breaks when you're on the tour and some some refreshment breaks. So you can walk up, get a quick beer, wine, water, soda. Yeah, it cuts down the line, but you do still pay. Yeah, and, and then you just, you can pay for that there and then go back to your party of 12 and you're off to the next thing. But they knock them out. I mean, they get you right to the front and then Yeah, it's you're not... In, so. It's like we said, not an express pass. You cut off the express pass and you say, excuse me, and yeah. you go in. Yeah, for the RIP. Or you can get the express and save some money there. And that still saves you, save you time. a ton of time. I think people were saying the express, if you just got the regular express uh, for Halloween Horror Nights, it gets you you're in the houses in about 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes. When, when the lines are, you know, going. I heard 20 to 30. Okay, so 20 to 30 minutes which is a lot better than 70 to 90 minutes. So. All right. Sharpie, do you have any questions? Have we completely overwhelmed and confused you? That's, I mean, it's a massive undertaking. Like I don't, I don't think I realized how, how complex it is as far as all of the different areas and the different, I can't imagine that the, the hiring they have to do to staff this. I mean, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's a huge undertaking. Like you said, it's, it's pretty amazing. I'm very impressed. 
I'm a fan. I'll be back. I will be back with either an express pass or an RIP. Um, and I will be back with your wife. And it's completely different than, than Disney's take on Halloween. Very different. I know a lot of the local Six Flags will do Fright Nights. I've not been to one of those since I was probably 16. I can't compare to those, but I would say it's more in line with something they do. But I mean, to even say that it's anything like a Fright Night has got to be a, a big insult to Universal. This is a, this is a season for them. Yeah. You know, Halloween they win, is they their win. biggie. It's, yeah. They're so busy. They get all the locals. Good luck getting a room. Um, it's it's super, super busy. Uh, like we said, they expand the dates, extend them. And I don't remember what the what the award is, but it's something like they're the premier Halloween, you know, event. I don't know if it's uh, nationwide or what it is, but they, they definitely bring in all the awards for what they put on. They're good. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I would like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you enjoy listening to our shows, there are more shows at iTunes and also at mousechat.net. Please send your comments or questions to us at comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.